22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Oh, it's coming closer. It's coming closer. Six episodes until we hit the magic number 100, which means we can be syndicated. That'd be great. We can? Is that, is that, is that what that means? If I get paid finally? I just think about 100 episodes, I think about like the Brady Bunch and all those shows that were syndicated, and like then it'll be us. We're so not the first thing you think of when you think of us is the Brady Bunch. Yeah, I, I'm definitely Chrissy. Is, it, wait, wait, that wasn't the Chrissy? Name, the, no. the youngest one. What was the youngest one? Nah, In Curls. Very nice. Okay. <laughs> all right, welcome to, uh, welcome to another- Cindy. Di- Sit geek check. All right. <laughs> welcome to another edition of your favorite geek yeah, I can't even say it. Geek. 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 Gab podcast. I was trying something new. Fucking I ain't trying anymore. Welcome to Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 94. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me is the man who has the mutant ability of recognizing bad movies before they come out. <laughs> MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Actually, I do. Uh, all right, Bird, you thought you could beat me in a game of wits? Well, you just met your equal. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my wait, God. Wait a second. Zap Brannigan. Fry, man. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you hear the other voice? That's um, the guy who's always joining us. He's the man who has a mutant ability of loving every single comic book movie without any hate or malice. Some people call him Geek Gandhi. We call him RT Square off the tech. I'm just, call me Zen. Call you Zen? Zen. Uh, the end justifies the means. Start as a ref, as Rafael. I don't know what? how to say that. And the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Footnote, this is not actually true. The road to hell is paved with frozen door-to-door salesmen. On weekend, many of the younger demons go ice skating down on it. And that was an excerpt from a very good book I just recently read, Good Omens, by Ah. Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Wow, Uh, that sounds like a Neil Gaiman thing. If you would have got the quote right, that would have been fantastic. But who am I I to I can't pronounce, read that, read read that name right there. What what name, hold on. With the A. Okay, you're right. Exactly. But I would have done my research before I would have gone on the show. Uh-huh. Ooh. Sure you would have. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, don't, right. I don't believe you would have either. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right, bitches. Let's stop fighting. Since <laughs> I know I'm the prettiest. <laughs> of course. You chime in up with the prettiest bitch. Okay. Don't make me pull out your weave. This is like Mean Girls. All right. Let's stop it. All right. So, everybody, check it out. Since we've um, changed the, um, the show to the hour format, we know we've been behind on a few things. So, for those who that were curious about our thoughts about your favorite for Belanti TV shows, you're in luck. Today, we will be discussing the CW's crossover episodes between Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. Ooh. But first, how do I say this? Fuck it. It's the quick news. Let's go. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy. And Ralph and Kyle. I've never met anybody that could take so long to announce that this next section was coming up. It was, it was longer than the actual intro. Shit, it. <laughs> I was tired. I was already stumbling. I'm having a bad day today, so I was oh, like, this is a treat for all of you. Ah, <laughs> this is, our format is going to be a little bit longer. <laughs> is, is it a uh, fumble day for you? It's not like that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, fellas, I hope you're not having sex while listening to our podcast because here's some news that will put goosebumps on your man thing. 
th- Mar- that can happen. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Marvel Comics has enlisted fame author and obvious child hater R.L. Stein to scribe the first five issues of the upcoming all-new Man-Thing series. Hmm. According to Marvel's editor-in-chief, Axel Alonso, which I still swear is a fake name, um, <laughs> quote, Stein and artist German Peralta are spinning a tale full of action, horror, human, and heart, one that's sure to please R.L. Stein fans, Man-Thing fans, and new fans, end quote. The gist of the series is that biochemist Ted Salas failed to recreate the super soldier serum and instead transformed into the hideous, monstrous man-thing. Uh, in this rendition, the creature has finally regained the ability to speak and decides to leave the swamp where he faces ancient and dangerous threats to reality. And there is an added bonus to you Stein groupies. Each issue of Man-Thing features a unique horror story written by R.L. Stein and illustrated by a rotating crew of artists. Man Thing number one is due in stores March 2017. Never been a fan of Man Thing. I know you, Mike. Oh, I love Man uh, you love yeah, Man Thing. Really um, Ralph, are you familiar, familiar with Man Thing? Um, I have a Man Thing. I've, I've never heard of Man Thing. Ah, you should take a look at my giant size Man Thing. <laughs> I heard you have a Man Haha. Not a Man Thing. <laughs> Uh-huh. Actually, if you guys just want to step into my bedroom, I can show you my man thing. <laughs> wow, that's just. Uh... And the saddest part is, I could. I know you literally have a man thing in yep, your exactly. bedroom. It was disgusting. I can't believe I said that out loud. <laughs> Kev's gonna get me later on. Yo, you said it. <laughs> you said it. Kind of perverted host to you. Yeah, it's a little dusty right now, but I haven't. <laughs> I haven't taken a cloth to it recently. Oh my god, that's so fucking gross. But. I'm talking about man thing. Um, never, never really liked the series as much. I felt like it, it as a kid, it, I wasn't really as interested if it didn't go power bang or whatever. Yeah, I was and it makes it. sense. I mean, granted, I always thought it was cool because you know it's, it's whoever knows fear burns at the touch of the man thing, um, which wasn't just literally. I mean, it wasn't just literally you knew fear. It's just that if you basically him coming towards you was going to be frightening enough, and that would um, start a reaction that would start to burn through you and stuff like that. Mm. But the thing is, it was it's very much a it was very much a thinking man's comic book, and that's not an insult to anyone that doesn't enjoy it. It's because the man thing couldn't talk, so you had a narrator that would just be like, you know, so what is he thinking? He's thinking that you know, like it would just it was very like you know in the head uh, psychology. It was uh you know just about. The human condition of the fact that, uh, you know, he because he also what motivated him was emotion and not just his own. He it was he really was just kind of a lumbering thing so that he was drawn to any strong emotion. So if like like if you were being attacked and that's usually what like, you know, of course, it's a superhero type thing. So he'll he'll go towards it because he senses the fear of the victim and the hatred of the attacker. So he's going towards it. But it's it's negative emotions that draws him specifically. Oh. So your hatred and then on top of it now, it's getting close to this fear. It actually, it's not like he wants to kill you. He just is drawn to you and he reaches out to touch you and you burn. You know, yeah. It's, wow. Is When you clarify that it was negative emotions, so we're like, well, that makes it uh, easier because if it was all emotions, then he'd be hanging out around motels and, you know, <laughs> motels. There's a lot of emotions coming through there. Yeah. And a, yeah, lot, of, a lot of man things. Yeah. It's also about one minute long either. So he'd be going in different directions. Like, let me go left. Fuck, let me go right. Don't, stop moving. Stop moving. I'd like to run a black light over him after that. <laughs> I was going to say a joke about burning and sex. We'll just leave that out of there and just say, go to the next thing before I even come up with something like that. Well, to quote Zoidberg, it was toe-tappingly tragic. How does a theatrical flop try to find redemption these days? By entering its soundtrack for Grammy consideration. The soundtrack of Warner Brothers' Suicide Squad has been nominated for five Grammy Awards in four categories. Shut the fuck yep. up. The album was nominated for Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media. 
The songs Heathens by 21 Pilots and Purple Lamborghini by Skrillex and Rick Ross were nominated for Best Song Written for Visual Media. And then Heathens also earned two additional nominations, Best Rock Song and Best Rock Performance. Now, although it isn't mentioned, the soundtrack is in the running to win Best Soundtrack Attached to a Shitty Film. <laughs> but it is facing stiff competition from Batman v Superman, the disco tracks. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Now, I'm not saying the songs are bad. I like the songs, but I mean... I don't remember. Like, well, you know me, I never music, remember soundtracks. The music know? was like the best part of that movie. Right, but it wasn't like it was like the best music. You know? No, no, right, exactly. Because, well... Besides um, Heathens and, and the Skrillex song, mm-hmm. right, everything Purple else, Lamborghini. Yeah, Purple Lamborghini. Every other song was a throwback. Right. You know? Yeah, it, it was yeah. Queen. It was... Bunch, bunch yeah, of, I mean, so was, you can was, win... NWA was in it too, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, so. you can easily win for compilation, which I still think that's just a... I, I think that's a lame category. I mean, granted, yes, if you're putting in, like, you know, songs that you didn't write for or something, you know, like, like, like for instance, like Gal- Gardens of the Galaxy, where it's all compilation music. Yeah. You know, yes, it's great that you thought as the director or the writer or whatever, like, oh, this song would be a perfect fit for this. I get it. So it is taking a little bit of, quote unquote, artistic direction to get that going, yeah, right? It is. You know, yeah. and it is. But it's just like, I think that's cheesy to have a, a section that, because there is like a segment for like, you know, best compilation. I'm like, you didn't make the music. You just, right. like, like, that's just lame. That's just like, we wanted to give an award. <laughs> you know? Well, it's because you know someone took the time and effort and said, "All right, if I put this song next to this song, it sounds good." Yeah, that's just called wait, a DJ. Wait a sec. If I put this song and that song and this song, it sounds even better. But also, it's also I mean, I, it's also about the visuals and all. You know, right. that thing's lined up. But I agree. It's like you know, you didn't make the song. It's not like you you created an original soundtrack. Right. Like if it was a like I like movies that have original soundtracks yeah. or you know for the most part original soundtracks. And then of course have your you know, movie uh, uh, songs that you've borrowed from other people, but original yeah. soundtracks just—it's meant for the movie. Yeah, and I can tell people, I, I really—I never remember soundtracks. It's really? just I don't know. Really? I mean, I notice music obviously when I'm watching movie because it adds, subtracts, or does nothing depending on what's going on to the movie. But like, I—if I'm noticing music, that means that I'm like no longer watching the film. Like, the music should be enhancing what I'm watching. So therefore, like, I—I I, I don't notice it at the moment, and then I instantly forget that it occurred. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, so like I do. Like you know, people are like, "Oh, you recognize this?" I'm like, "No, I don't know what that is." Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, unless it's something so famous, like if you heard the Star Wars. Star, I was about to right. Star I mean, Wars. obviously by this dun, point, dun, but like when I first saw Star Wars, dun, dun, you know, I, I would dun, never remember. You know. Exactly. Was that like Dopey the Vulture doing it? Dum 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 dum. The Vulture the the fuck is up with us? <laughs> the fuck is up? We're gonna bad show all together. We're gonna join it. We're gonna oh, no, it's a good show. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> Tons of copyright infringement there. Never, uh, never. Alrighty. Next, next. Proving that they really are just faking it until they make it. Warner Brothers DC film is moving another release date for its superhero franchise. The Justice League sequel, due out June 14th, 2019, has been pushed back to an unspecified date. Now, why is the follow-up Justice League getting the Bush League treatment? Well, to make room for the solo Batman movie. Why else? Uh, No reports on whether or not the Batman film will take over the Justice League 2 release date. A happy side effect from this shuffle is that Zack Snyder is reportedly taking a break from the DC lineup in order to direct a film of his own. Good. Bye. See ya. Yeah, seriously. I hope he's in the lava pit. Damn. See, I'm not that hateful. I'm just saying that, yeah, I think it is time for him to go. I, I've always loved him visually. Like, if you saw the movie, visually, it's great. It's a great yeah. movie, but the story makes no sense. And he's just got a really morbid sense of what yeah. these heroes are supposed to be. So, yeah. what you're saying is, 
um, if we take Batman v Superman and mute it, it no, not fine. that movie, oh. <laughs> not that movie. <laughs> yeah, because there's so many long congressional things that are like it's just lots of talking. Oh my god, and it's more talking and, and pouting. And talking, oh, some action. Oh, wait, no. I don't remember it being visually that interesting. I mean, like anything, it's like, well, it's a superhero movie. It's They're they're virtually very similar in their look. So it's like, there was nothing that's like, yeah, that scene visually took it for me. I'm like, no, there's, I, I don't have a scene. I mean, maybe if I watch it again, and unfortunately I, we're supposed to watch that damn thing it's again. It's on HBO, believe it or not. The extended I, version. I quite enjoyed the the Batman fight scene him trying to save uh, well, that was probably like the best thing yeah Martha. that was probably it you know yeah that's kind of sad that that taking was bullets it. to but, the but, head but even them fighting doomsday wasn't that bad visually just well, it was all still pictures yeah. basically yeah just conceptually you're like so doomsday Zod spoilers and, <laughs> and you brought him back you to life you hear it from me and you made this other monster and it, it, like logically it made no sense but when you look at it, it it's a really good he's a really visual guy but yeah. 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 Well, goodbye. Go to your go go to your next film, Snyder. <laughs> Alrighty. Last but not least. Last but not least. Riddle me this. The Bradys had won. Whoville had won. Even the secrets of ISIS had won. And soon CW's Flash will have won. What is it? Well, oh, you didn't tell me it was Fucking time to do riddles. I started it with riddle me this. Yes, I know. But you're going to warn me before the podcast. Hey, have your thinking cap on. Don't have a hangover. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. An ending? It's killing you to know, isn't it? Well, die no more. All of the aforementioned have had a character named Cindy. <laughs> oh, God. That's and the Flash so will, too. That's why I pretended not to know who Cindy was. That in the Brady is Bunch. funny. Because oh <laughs> it just God. so happened. I was like, wow, that, I'm going to be bringing that up pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Um, but this Cindy shares a publication history with another Flash TV series regular. Any ideas? Anyone? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Ah. Way back in October 1984. Uh, that's probably, what, 20 years even before I was even born. So just clarifying. Uh, Justice, League, yeah, Justice League of, of America Annual Number 2 introduced Vibe and Gypsy, a.k.a. Cindy Reynolds, to the comic book universe. Possessing camouflage and illusion casting powers and even some precognition, the character became a, J- a member of JLA Detroit before receiving an offer from the non-ghetto version of the JLA. <laughs> uh, no reports yet on what abilities the TV counterpart of the character will have or who will play the role. Gypsy. I yep. remember I remember her being around. I didn't, obviously, you know, back then I didn't read comic books like that. So it was all about what was on TV. So if they weren't yeah. a super friend, I didn't know who she they were. She was on Super Friends at some point. What, so, Gypsy was yeah. Super Like in the, that later... The one where Dark Side showed up. Oh, uh, superpowers or whatever. Yeah, it was super, the superpower show. Yeah. yeah, in the comics, she worked with Vibe. They were just introduced at the same time, so I mean, oh. yeah, they were around each other. They were both introduced in that same annual. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, supposedly, like, there will be some. I mean, definitely, there'll be interaction with her and Vibe. And I, there's hints that because it's um the guy that plays Cisco Ramon, he's the one that put it on his Twitter saying that uh you know they'll he'll she'll be teaching him a lot and he'll be learning a lot also about like how to use his abilities because of her. Wow. Okay. So, interesting. So I don't know if she'll be from this earth or maybe she'll be from another earth. Very, very interesting. All right, cool. So she might have similar powers to him then in the in the show. Yeah, I mean, or like I said, I mean, her powers have always been like I said, illusion casting, and uh, it's not so much invisibility. It's just that she can camouflage herself like a chameleon um, with her power. So she could blend in with like. Yeah. She doesn't necessarily it's turn technically invisible, invisible right? It's a technically invisibility, but she's just really blending in. Right. Yeah. All right. With her stereotypical gypsy outfit. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all your quick news? That is it. That's all right. why it's quick. Ralphie, what you got? Uh, some very sad news. Ooh, what's up? Uh, 
I forget when exactly, but the world has lost a Brady. Mrs. Brady passed away. That was last week. That was last week. Two uh, we, I'm sorry. Two, two weeks ago. That was, ago. That was <laughs> last podcast. Yeah. Wait, you said that? Yeah. Are you fucking serious? F- Fidel Castro. Whoops. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and that was real, guys. And that will not be. I'm tweeting it so that someone can say, oh, um, we didn't hear it. It, it must have not gone um, past editing. Bet no. you no one else heard it. <laughs> Can't. I guarantee you, Kev or Johannes, please call Ralph on his bullshit. Oh my God, are you serious? Are you sure, dude? Because yes, it, it was actually I opened with the death of the three people. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Damn. I talked about the Mike Tyson story about Mike Tyson having a, sta- a, a, a one man show, and you guys both said Mike Tyson with a one man show. And I talked about how um, how um, Carol Brady or the actress Florence Henderson had went uh, to go visit him yeah. in prison. Yes. What was in those mushrooms, man? Wow. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> The, the ones I gave you were normal. Oh you my sure? God. Oh. So just to save you, Fidel Castro is dead and so is Ron Glass. Just to let you know. <laughs> Ash, who's I was going to say next? <laughs> All right. um, any other quick news that's not repeated? Um, yeah. The, anybody see the trailer for uh, Spider-Man Homecoming? Thank you for taking yeah. that out of my ah! Ah. I knew you were going to say it. And um, also... I don't know how that's news, but yes. Very <laughs> good. It's news. Of and then news. Um, there's been hints to the... Because I'm a gamer. So the Spider-Man game that's coming out oh, for okay. PlayStation and Xbox One that's going to be... Now, if Spider- it looks really good. Now, 2017. Do you think the Spider-Man game is going to be... Most likely... Well, usually with these... Uh, every Spider-Man game that I've played that has um, been based on the movie, they usually don't use elements from the movie itself. They do like probably like a quick story of how... like Leading up to what the movie is about. I don't understand right. why in the world they would have a Spider-Man come out... A video game come out before the movie if it's well, pseudo related to the movie. The game comes out probably around the same time that the movie's coming out. Okay, ah. I, you know, I mean, either way, I mean, but the, yeah, but the uh, the the trailer was it was really exciting. I, I don't understand. Well, they, they don't have a trailer for the video game. No, no, I'm talking about for the it's movie. just clips. Yeah, I'm talking about the the, the movie uh, itself. It looked really exciting. Yeah, I was. I, was yeah. I mean, I definitely liked a lot of the stuff I saw, especially with the eyes, with Spider Man's eyes once again. Yeah, you know, oh, loved it. Did you see the, the the promo that they had before they released the trailer? Mm-mm. Well, I don't think so. It's um um, Iron Man's um, uh, what's his like his his, that is Butler or whatever the guy who carries the case his driver. Oh okay. His driver is like delivering a case to to Peter and says, um, just a slight upgrade for your suit. Okay. Right, and then he's like he's opens it up, but you don't see what's inside. He's like, oh my god, this is incredible. I would imagine it's the suit that we saw him in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, here's an upgrade. You made my eyes animated? What the fuck's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's just a weird upgrade. <laughs> you know? I mean, cool, but weird. And a weird transition to talk about what we're going to talk about yeah. now. By the way, the stuff that you have on mic, I'm like, is this even showing on regular TV? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm like, what, 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 what? okay, I guess it wasn't. Never mind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain later. All right, so let's go. Evidently, to... the cap has never known that Fist of Fury was in the movie theaters before it was finally shown on television. And that is what is on TV right at the moment while we're doing this podcast. Yes, I, I've never <laughs> seen Fist of Fury. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. I know. All of you Bruce Lee fans, just come beat him up. <laughs> yes, his, his fists are very furious. Nice. Well, like, not now. They're just kind of bony and dead. <laughs> what? What? Like, we don't know he's dead? Fucked up. It's the second anti-Bruce Lee joke you've made in the past couple weeks. It is? Last week we talked about the crow. Oh, that was Brandon Lee. Still a Lee. <laughs> well, was it, what, if I did say something about Sarah Lee, would that count too? Chun Lee too? <laughs> Nobody oh. doesn't like Sarah Lee. Oh, goodness. Oh, well, nice hey, one. Well she's done. pretty cool. She was on a podcast I listened to. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who, Sarah Lee? Yeah. That's not that Sarah Lee. 
Huh? But Sarah Lee is the uh, uh, the Bruce Lee's daughter. No. Oh, is her oh name Sarah. We went two different Sarah, directions sorry. with that. Man. There we go. I was about to say I didn't think her daughter. Her daughter's name was Sarah. Wow. <laughs> okay. On to what was in those mushrooms, man? <laughs> Don't blame my cooking. <laughs> Let's go on with the show. All right. So, like Mike talked about before, he mentioned. Um, Gypsy joining um, the Berlantiverse. So let's dive into the Berlantiverse. Once again, um, Berlanti Incorporated decided to go with another crossover of Flash and Arrow, but this time Supergirl and Legends are coming along for the ride. So with a synopsis of the big crossover on CW or, or whatever channel you guys get it on, is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. And what a summary it is. All right. CW's Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow share the small screen in the story of Alien Invasion and Nerd Nirvana. Action was, went underway after the slap-in-the-face Supergirl episode provided as much connection to the crossover event as Donald Trump's toupee brings style to the hair industry. <laughs> it was a win-less win as TV's most beloved science geeks got together to battle baddies without the Maid of Might's dorky do-gooder. Character development and heroic chemistry dominated the screen as the Dominators tried in vain to... Well, we're not really actually sure what they were trying to do until part four <laughs> and even then it gets sketchy but man they were creepy looking backdrops to a story of friendships redemptions regrets acceptances closures and 100th episode appreciation can the intermittently combined forces of flash green arrow supergirl firestorm adam kid flash speedy white canary spartan heatwave vixen and steel stop the dominators from destroying the earth without sacrificing our scarlet speedster of course. Why would you even think that they couldn't? That's a crazy person talk. Oh my God. All right. It's starring everybody from all the shows. You hoes at home knew who they are. It would take me forever to go through all that. Thank God. <laughs> I appreciate that, Mike. So before we even talk about this crossover, could we press the button we paid so much money for? Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, Piss off, you wanker. And of course, that um, warning was brought to you by um, Steve Stush of, well, Steve Stush, I said it wrong. Steve wow. Francis. Steve Francis of Stush Productions. There, there we go. go. All right. Uh, I apologize for everyone I have to work with. What was in those <laughs> mushrooms, man? Yeah, no, no, no. That's just me naturally. <laughs> I, I, I don't blame the mushrooms, unlike you. I blame the mushrooms. You would. All right. So like Mike said in the um, beginning of his synopsis, the crossover, you know, was advertised as four episodes consecutively, four different shows, you know, crossing over with this one major event. And how disappointed was everybody when Supergirl was, the episode was really not that necessary. I oh, know. Yeah. I enjoyed the episode for what it was. Yeah, it was okay. It's actually a good episode. I mean, I, I mean you know, it, the series has improved a lot yes. from what I've seen, but no, it literally, it had nothing to do with the entire crossover. It pissed me off. Yeah. It was almost like, when you buy a comic book back in the 80s and 90s when the covers were so good and you'd buy the comic book to hope to see what was on the cover like maybe Superman was choking out Lois Lane <laughs> otherwise or known as Friday night <laughs> <laughs> or the other way around something a little less likely to be seen and then you open it up and it's nothing to do with that they kind of allude to it where he's having a dream sequence where that's happening and why like, would he be dreaming about choking out know. Lois I, I'm just <laughs> You, you I'm trying just, to make a reference to Just ditch the girl. <laughs> you know what that's called in modern terms? What? Clickbait. Yeah. I know okay. You know what? Uh, Ralph, yeah. for all those mushrooms, you came up with a good point. Yeah. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah. It was it's, I mean, clickbait. And, and it's, it's often the case with some of these things, but yeah, this this one was just like, all right, you your crossover was, what was it? 30 to 45 seconds long of a crossover in that one? 
Yeah. I mean, not talking about I, the two this. portals that open mysteriously. For I give it less two, I give it a minute, a minute yeah. and a half tops, yeah. because the whole oh my goodness, you're here, duh, 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 duh. and I was like, all right, yeah. And I, like, I was happy with it, but I was like, so wait, I watched this whole episode. Yeah. Wait, like, did and anyone else keep keep expecting that, like, at some point, like a Dominator was going to show up or at least be mentioned? Like, I'm like, oh, okay, so are the Dominators going to be this point? Of, no, no, it just. <laughs> I, I thought that like Barry was gonna shoot through and like help her out at that. Moment that's what they should have done with um with, with, uh, with, the, with, Medusa, with the whole Medusa thing. Yeah, like I thought that's what they should have done. They should have had Barry just show up and just be like, "Okay, I'm here for the help." And now that I've helped you, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, now that I'm here, right? So there's these aliens in my side. You want to like come over real quick? Yeah. So I don't mean to say that we're skipping Supergirl. But we're skipping Supergirl. Well, there's just nothing else to add. I mean, again, Medusa was a good episode um, for Supergirl and. Uh, that was that. Yeah. And then Barry and Cisco Collector at the very end. Right. Absolutely. So um, let's move on to Flash. Yeah. So, Which definitely, as far, for me, as far as this, not talking about like whether an episode was good or bad, but just as far as meat of story, it, it had the most interesting meat of the story for yes, me. Yes. It's funny because yeah. I've, I've labeled all four episodes as like a title, like Supergirl, the most unnecessary episode yeah. out of the four. Flash them. I didn't say the most meat, but I said, you know, the most interesting out of the four. Well, it set up everything for the most part, except for, again, why they were actually here. But And they used all their characters well. They yeah. used all Flash characters with Arrow, with, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it was used... a good introduction, you know, stuff like that. I, I thought, yeah, I thought it was a great combining, especially, uh, you know, with Felicity just, you know, getting the team. All right, Team Arrow's here. All right, Team Flash is here, and now we're just waiting. <laughs> you know? That was really, really cool. It felt like a good crossover. It felt like yeah. it was going to be a little bit better than what we got. Not saying that it was horrible but it, it that episode just felt better yeah. i guess the, i mean and it's the same writers right um I, well, I don't think all of them wrote all of the episodes i mean i don't think the same writers wrote flash and arrow and legend hope, no. hope not because i don't they should, I don't get so. they should get pop out for um arrow <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I, I actually enjoyed i didn't at we'll first but i watched the second yeah. one but um what i what i especially loved was and it was like every opening scene when they went through, um from flash arrow and uh legend of tomorrow it was like Oh, meanwhile, at this vague, uh, you know, yeah. plane <laughs> hangar slash empty hall, we have the heroes. Next scene. Mean, uh, next time they show it, and they would have an opening establishing shot. Meanwhile, at this thing that kind of looks a little bit like the Hall of the Justice. Meanwhile, at this thing that looks a lot more like the Hall of Justice, even though no one's fixing it up. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, by the last scene, it was like, I'm like, I swear it got more foliage. It got, like Someone cleaned it. I'm like, what is going on with the outside of this building? It looks just like the Hall of Justice now. All, all it was missing was the three little um, flashes. Oh, oh. The, when they were doing the transitions. Oh, oh. As your ringtone, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, what's funny? I'm so glad you said that because I started feeling that way. I didn't want to go back and watch it again, but I was like, that didn't look like that in the beginning. No, I swear it got brighter and cleaner and cleaner, and to the point that I'm like, well, that that water, that little like reflective pool, I'm like, it's gotten a lot bluer. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So the reason why it was like that. Oh, here we go. Barry had all this downtime, right? So he's like, you know what? These people are all they're all here together. I should probably clean this place up, make it look nice, presentable. What do you mean? All that downtime? You're talking about what? 30 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> 30 seconds for Barry is like a lifetime, man. That's true. He can only beat off it so many times in that time. Exactly. <laughs> of course, the sex joke and, and time. Of course. And, and you know, you know, like Cisco was mad at him and then once he told everybody about the whole timeline switch, they're all pissed off and they're like, we don't want you to come, Barry. You stay. We're going to handle this shit ourselves. Yeah, I wasn't exactly sure. I mean, I, I mean, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get a lot of the storylines blended together, but I did think that the... Well, also what I find weird is that 
you're saying 40 years in the future, Barry leaves a message that that Barry says currently, our Barry says, yeah, it's it's warning about now. And I'm like, but why would he leave a message 40 years later about this? I mean, he could have just left it like, you know, next day. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what was he just sitting 40 years? He's like, eh, something I meant well, to do 40 years ago. Oh, yeah, warn them about me. I guess that's when he <laughs> had the, the technology to reach uh, Rip Hunter. Or he could have just used this time period and just said, hey, team, give this message to Rick. Also. <laughs> you know. I guess. I guess. No, it was, just a, it was just a weird thing. And then also for them all to just be like, oh, now we're mad at you. I'm like, well, I mean, I get that you fucked up. But I, I loved Oliver's reaction. Where he just looked at him, and then he just when Barry's like, "I went back to save my mom," and he just immediately just closed his eyes and shook his head, and he was just like, "You fucked up," you know. Yeah. But he was just like, "Get over it. You fucked up. It's part of the job. Let's move on," you know. And I I love that. I thought Oliver they wrote him, I think very well. Like they wrote him exactly as he is, which is he is the oldest, quote unquote, not meaning age. He's the oldest out the of most them. Experienced. He's, he's the most and also just the most weary of having done this out of all of them. And I and it was just he was written as the leader, you know, de facto. Even though he chose not to be. When know? he's written this way, like he was in the Flash, Arrow would would be such a more enjoyable show. Well, I mean, it, I, I'm liking Arrow this season. I'm having no problem with it. I'm, 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 I'm having problems like holding on to it because it's getting a little like oh, weak. Oh, I'm good. That whole scene with who's in charge? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I gotta be in charge, and then I want to be in charge. I want to no. Barry's in charge because he put this team together. All right, Barry, what do we do? Um, um, we're going to do this. Yeah. We're going to do this. <laughs> He's like, yeah. And, and then we're going to do this. And then we're going to do this. Well, I just like when the White Canary is just like, so we're supposed to pretend we don't hear him talking over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And Barry's like, yeah, we're going to pretend that. <laughs> you know? That episode had a lot of fun. A lot of like, like you talked about in the, in the intro, you talked about how there was a lot of like, um, interpersonal stuff, yeah. you know, that they were sifting through and a lot of like, you know, like amongst the team and well, the dominators were a backdrop. I mean, kind of almost like the walking dead. I mean, they were our threat, but they were a backdrop to the stories. It was definitely much more about the bonding it, of them becoming a team. Would you dare to, would you guys dare to say it was kind of like the way Marvel approaches their villains in the movies where the villains are kind of a backdrop as a, you know, to, when you're talking about, you know, Marvel movies, like they focus more on the hero. Right. You know, um, so it's very similar in that I mean, way. I, I mean, it's similar in that way. I don't feel it was done the same way. But yeah, I mean, in that sense, yes. I mean, you know, the villains, you know, because the thing is, the, the Dominators, I mean, they just are, as you'd imagine, a very, you know, nasty, destructive race. But like, they just, they came threatening, but then claimed that they weren't here to harm anyone, followed by, we'll destroy you all. And, you know, I'm like, I don't understand your motivation exactly, you know. <laughs> what I don't understand, right? So in the Flash episode, all right, cool. You captured the minds of the heroes, and you're making them attack the other heroes to prevent them from stopping you. Right. Why would you leave the device unguarded? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Why would you got a spaceship? Beam that shit back up to the spaceship, or right. have or have one of the heroes guarding it. Well, no. I mean, I, well, I'm imagining. I mean, again, you, again, and I, you know I me. Mean, I don't like to have to assume it, but since we're not giving information that it needed to be where it was to keep affecting them, like in other words, if it's in a ship in space. Probably too far away. It it's must like, be some what's kind like of like Wi-Fi. You know, probably. I mean, <laughs> it is controlling minds. You, you know, you're an advanced alien race. Okay, fine. You can. You have to keep the device to to start them off being controlled, but then you can just beam a signal from space and do it that way. I, but use, I, mean, right, I use guess Earth satellites against it. Yeah, but I guess it doesn't work that way. That's what I'm saying. Like we don't because well, we don't know what the mechanism is, so we don't know how it works. But we evidently know that it does work by emitting some kind of a 
it's pulse just, to them because destroying it stopped it. You know, it's kind of what you said um, before the podcast, and I know you're probably going to use it as a major point. It's this whole series starting there is about convenience, right? It's about like um, how can we get out of this? Okay, we'll write it in such a way where it'll be easy to get out of. But when you're looking at it truly, you're like, but that really wouldn't have happened that way. Right. Well, I mean, we'll just put it this way. Let's just, let's let's put it this way. I mean, you know, again, we're geeks. We're not going to get into every little. And what about this reason? But true, it's just like okay, Barry, smart idea, leading Supergirl there to destroy the thing. Now they don't know anything about that device, meaning that they don't know. Like it could be as fragile as like the most delicate crystal, or it could be like adamantium. We don't know. They don't know. They've never seen it. They just know where the device is. So why did they feel they needed Supergirl there to destroy it? Like, Barry could have just run at super speed, thrown something metal at it, yep. and it, I mean, because that would then be like... A bullet firing. It wouldn't even be a bullet. That would just be like a, like a missile yep. hitting that damn thing, right. and it would have just probably blown up. So, like, it was just one of those where it's like, I mean, again, we know it's too for the show. We know it's for the effects, but it's just like, he could have just really done that on his own. Or he, or he could have done the lightning. Just <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, he didn't... It's not like they tried to stop it, failed... And then they're just like, look, we're under pressure. We don't have time to think of a really advanced thing. That's just a Supergirl to run into it. That would have made sense. Like, I tried this. I tried that. I'm not strong enough. I need something else. That would have made much more sense. But it was right. just like, nope, we need Supergirl to do it. And, you know, and, and it's like, well, I don't understand why you did, but okay. And it was, it was a cool scene. You know, it was just fun watching them go at it, you know. And then the other thing I don't get, why are they being so overprotective with Wally? Uh, well, I mean, it's Joe. I mean, from Joe's point of view, it makes sense. I mean, well, sort of. I mean, he doesn't know the boy any more than a year, but it's his son. Da 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 da. He doesn't want anything happening to him. But I think also the fact is that he that it's his son that he never knew he had, and he doesn't want to even lo- lose him again. Right. Yeah, but have superpowers will travel. Come yeah, on. But I mean, just it's, you know, you can't. You're gonna tell him, don't use your powers. Okay, Dad. Yeah, but you have to remember, it's not like it was different for him and Barry because he didn't know about it until like it was too late. It was too late. And I was about to say again, from again, that's why it's easy to speak from the Joe. And even um, Iris's point of view is that they're just saying. Well, Barry's agreeing with them too, right? But they're yeah, but Barry doesn't want anyone hurt. I mean, you know, because well, remember he also knows that he died. He witnessed. So this isn't like him just you know thinking about it. But from Iris and uh, Joe's point of view, you could even say that they're using uh, Wally as some kind of a de facto Barry, meaning that like this is all the stuff we would have said to Barry, if right, if we if 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 it happened if it it happened in this way first meaning right. we knew he got the powers that we would have been like don't do this as opposed to well you're already doing it we can't stop you so i think there's some of that but now anyone else eh, who knows i mean like like well cisco and i don't think actually cisco and um and uh caitlin i don't think they care one way or the other i think no. they're like i think if someone just said sure they'd be like all right no <laughs> cisco's know? like fuck come on just say yes so i can make him a yeah. suit oh, i want to yeah. make him the suit yeah i just hope it's not as ugly because we've seen that, that he gets a suit not in, not in this crossover and i don't want to talk too much about the season finale because We'll be talking about that at another point. Right. But um, we don't see what kind of masks to the suit. And I hope that they do not give him the same suit from Earth to um, they from did. Flashpoint. Because it's it's just an ugly outfit. They did. You know? Damn, good spoiling. That, that's why I said I don't want to spoil anything. I did it. <laughs> you, you you can't help so, so yourself. <laughs> so let's get away from anything that's not about invasion. Yeah. Um, All right. Um, I was going to say before, before we get ready to move on to it, because I know we're, that's the ending of Flash going into right. Arrow. Um. How do you feel about Cisco's pissiness in Flash? Is it annoying you? Um, it was annoying me. I mean, it's annoying, but I mean, I, I mean, I understand. Yeah, but... I mean, well, I pseudo again, you pseudo understand it. It's, it's, you know, I mean, Cisco's more than anyone, at least with being mad at him. At least it's kind of like he's drawing an improper cause and effect because it's like there's no proof that because Barry did that, that his brother wouldn't have died anyway. You know, um, but it was funny. Like I had forgotten that 
there was an argument from Flash so that when we see them meet in Supergirl and then we see it rehashed again in the beginning of Flash, when he goes, well, friend is a little bit too strong. Yeah, I've been like, I thought he was just being funny. And I'm like, that's a weird joke. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. He's still mad at him. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I did like. They carried yeah. that over and it wasn't like, oh, yeah, we're just going to cross over. We're totally forgetting what we're doing. Yeah. Was- and, I, and, I, but I, and as far as I did, because, again, if you were going to keep the anger going longer than they did, I did really enjoy when they were like, we need a team leader. And he's just like, I elect Oliver. Yeah. Because I trust him. And like he threw that in yeah. because I trust him, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's really rough, man." I, I think well, I think it made me like <laughs> hurt. I think Barry well, just turned around and was like, "All right, so, so do you want to stick the knife deeper yeah. in or just take it out? Yeah. What's what's going on?" I guess I'm uncomfortable with it because I like Cecil so much. And, yeah. and that's, oh yeah, and, and, no, and, and, and that's and that's a product. Oh, well, of I mean, the I don't want to see them stay. I mean, you know, obviously they're not enemies anymore, but I didn't want to see them stay. Yeah. But it's just the same thing. Like that's to me good. Like you don't want to avoid these uncomfortable situations because that's that's good character growth that right. is that's what like Absolutely. like for instance, what we talked about daredevil like he, um matt and froggy and foggy i it hurts me to see them argue oh, because man, yeah. they do such a good job they have such good chemistry as friends that you're just like i don't want you guys to argue but it it's so real i mean we've been there with our friends you know mm-hmm. you know where you've, it's your, your really good friend or even your best friend and you just you're at this point where you guys are just just mad at each other you know yeah. it hurts you know and sometimes they don't doesn't heal right. you know and you know that but um, but yeah. So I mean, I was it got a little childish. I thought as the next pissy. couple, you know, and then pissy. I thought their wrap up of it, which we'll get around to in the legends, was a little bit. Yeah, it was use ultra convenient. Again, convenient. You know, but. All right, but let's let's move from Flash going into Arrow. Now, what happened was at the end, they you know they all like, oh, we're back to normal, blah blah blah, and then they get beamed up to the ship. Yeah, and of course, yeah, not coincidentally, only five. Right, five. Coincidentally, yeah. five of them didn't. It was all the. It was the legends and the no, no. It was just is Oliver. What's all the people White that Canary. started on? Yeah. Era. So it's Diggle, right? Oliver, White Canary, Diggle, Adam, and um, what's her name? Um, your favorite girl, his sister, Thea. 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 That's it. Yeah. You, you, you Willow. completely forgot her. <laughs> Which Gigi? Shout out to Gigi. She always says, "Oh, Mike's favorite character's on." <laughs> <laughs> her name is uh, Willow something. I don't remember her real name. Yeah, but, uh, so they get beamed up. Yeah, but I I did find it funny that they did you notice that everyone got play and they were just like, yeah, we have a shared you know, we have a shared uh you know world right now. Ray, stay out of it as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It was just like, why did they even have them beam him at all? <laughs> like he was in it to go like, have we met? No. no. <laughs> okay, go go away. <laughs> they treated him like 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 he just finished making um Superman Returns. He's like, Why am I at this party? Oh right, because I'm marrying Felicity. Wait, Felicity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it was. Why does I, she have a building named after her? <laughs> yeah, well, that was like what was it was. I enjoyed the episode actually. When I first saw really? it, when I first saw it, I thought that it was the weaker of them. But when I really thought about what they were doing, is this because this was the hundredth episode of Arrow. So yeah. that's really what this episode was. So now when you think of it that way, think about the episode. Think about what okay. we saw. We had, all right. all, I mean, as much as the cast, I guess they could get because I refuse to believe any of these people aren't free enough that they could have just made a cameo. But um, they got back everybody that was important to the show for the most part. And it was like, I mean, like, did his mom not look like really beautiful? Yeah, yeah she, she, looked looked, she looked great. I was just like, wow, you look fantastic. Well, everybody, everybody, well, she always is beautiful, but I mean, she looked really good. Even the dad, but then I forget yeah. the dad looked all, all, when we first meet him, the right. dad's all like, you yeah. know, bearded up and yeah. ready to die. You know, so they'll see him in a, in a, in a, in a suit right. and, and kind of dressed up. Yeah. So, that, so that's what I'm bringing. So like, if you think about it, and again, I'm not here to just, it's going to change your mind. I'm just saying, if you think about it no, as, no, as a hundredth episode, 
that happens also be exactly when Invasion is going on, you realize, okay, they wanted to honor the show and the fans and, and also give it a wrap up. And like, that's why I kind of use things like when I was saying that uh, it, it was like also about redemptions and regrets and acceptances and closures. And that's exactly what they did in that whole episode. It was, you know, them saying like, you know what, no matter what, we all have regrets, but we need and enjoy, if you want to use the word, what we do to save the day. I mean, but it was really good seeing how like Diggle, for instance, evidently thinks he needs to be punished. Yeah. And he like, and that he feels evidently in his mind, he feels he deserves no happiness because he did not mention having a wife or child. Yeah. You know, and that he was taking up Oliver's role as just being like angry and vengeful to the city, you know. So, like, it's just interesting, these little tidbits and to see if that'll carry, you know, anywhere more into a different time or whatnot. Or, you know, just seeing Oliver, like, the fact that Oliver was even willing to give up. Like, you know, at first you thought the usual, like, oh, once he found the lair, you know, it was going to be like, okay, we got to fight for it. But he was just like, when Diggle was just like, go home, you've got everything. Why do you want to throw it away? You, he was back at the for the wedding the next scene, basically saying, yeah, you're right. Why do I want to throw it all away? Right. <laughs> you know. It, it was one of those things that, I mean, I mean, I... That's a great point that you brought up about the um, the closure and about the hundredth episode. I still think it's the weakest episode of the four. I it think was, as far as continuing the storyline, yeah, yes, for, for the crossover, yeah. yes, for the crossover, it felt really weak. Um, it felt like this is an ep- almost like Supergirl. If Supergirl was a good episode, even though it wasn't about the crossover, right? Th- I just didn't feel that strongly about this. Yeah, episode. I mean, with the Arrow, I mean, they did at least try and disperse, um, intersperse it with, uh, like you know, you had. Um, uh, uh, Holt, um, it's not Michael Holt. What do they call him? Um, oh, you're talking about um, uh, Fair uh, Fair Play. Who is um, was it terrific? Yeah, who's Mister Terrific? What's his name? Something Holt. I can't think. Of yeah, his. in the show. Yeah, because it's not Michael Holt. Because that's the actual the character's name. But I think they changed his name a little bit. But anyhow, whatever. In, 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 uh, but, you know, like they had him trying to work with the technology. Remember, they were because they're trying yes. to locate them. Yeah, but that was like you so know? like thrown yeah. in. Oh yeah, no, it was very uh, like uh, what's his face? You had what wire- are we gonna do? I don't know. Back yeah. to the dream sequence. <laughs> that horrible. Horrible throwaway villain, Cyberwoman. Yeah, I was just like, did you just have like spare parts from other costumes? And a black chick walked in, and they were like, "You doing anything?" She's like, "You paying me?" <laughs> you know, like, yeah, okay. Sounds like some people Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You know, it was she was. I mean, it was so lame that it wasn't even like she was interesting enough for them to be like, "And Curtis. you're defeated, Curtis." There you Curtis go, Curtis Holt. Yeah, thank you. Um, I mean, you know, we got Wild Dog, I guess, to give us the everyman's uh, feeling on the whole metahuman. I hate type you, thing. matters because I'm insecure and you're more powerful than me. Which should have been followed by both of them saying, you know, we're going to end up saving you at some point in this part, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, we already did. <laughs> you know, no spoilers there. <laughs> but um, the one thing I think I did like about the episode was, well, and I, I, I like about it, um, the one thing that was interesting was that. Even though Thea knew that this was an all, when they started coming to the realization that it was an alternate reality, right. I don't know it was a reality, that it's a fabricated reality. Right. Um, she wanted to stay. Well, and, if you think about, about it, though, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm saying I thought I think about like us in our lives. Like, have you ever had that dream you're sleeping in and you know the dream? Yeah. You know, and you're like, I want to stay. Oh yeah, I've had several of those. Oh yeah. yeah, I think we all have. I mean, you know, yeah. it's just it's when life or whatever part of that aspect you just miss it so much, or life is just so crappy at the moment, or whatever it is, and you're like. I want to stay, you know, or, or, uh, to, for, for this will mean nothing to the cat, but, uh, to all the doctor who people out there, those simple words, I don't want to go. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> when, he says, yeah. Yeah. when he yeah. says that, that like rips my heart every time I get a tear in my eye when he Where's says that. Where's that from? 
That's from, was it when Matt Smith was changing over? And no, he, wrong, and, wrong one. When um, David Tennant. David Close. Tennant. It was David Tennant turning into Matt, Matt Smith. Smith. Yeah. I know that um, they said that, and I heard about it. I heard it was really, really emotional. Oh, it's but, emotional as but, hell. But, but I can imagine that, that thought. Like, when she did that, it hit me in a way where I was like, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. There's a part of me that's logical. So I'm like, well, it's not real. Right. It's not real. You're not going to gain anything. It's not your real life. Your body's in some pod, you know, deteriorating or whatever, but. The yeah. feeling is all the same. It's like drugs. Yeah. But also, this is not a surprise. I mean, in the Arrow world right now, she's not participating. Yep. You yeah. Know, like, so that it's, it, you know, it's not like this is out of the blue. It's like, no, she already has given up being speedy, you know. But I, but I did like it when uh, when Felicity's like, oh, that's so cute. You're going to come back and help out. She's like, yeah, it's aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> I, oh, going back to Flash, though, which led into actually, which was nice that it's not an obvious lead in, but they do use it to lead into the, um, the Arrow show. Going back to the Flash one, I thought it was touching not only the summation, but the fact that it had never been revealed before. I think we all just would have assumed that Oliver would have just told Barry everything that happened to him. When he told him everything, I think even Barry in his mind had to be like, man, my life is not anywhere near as fucked up. Think about that. Ship, three people on a boat, dad turns and shoots one guy, innocent, just this innocent pilot or, you know, whatever guy. And then says, well, not enough food for us. Here, take this and shoots himself. It's like, and then his like, and then our mother was stabbed in the heart while we both, while Thea and I watch. I'm like, I could do you know, you know, it, yeah. and like Barry's just looking at him like, you've never told me this. And it's like, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, your life doesn't suck compared to that, does it? <laughs> you know? Wow. It, it was. So like that yeah, leading that was, into that the. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. And then that leading into the era where that, like, once you get that, if you've forgotten all of that stuff happened, then to see all these people back again, you know, and to see like, yeah, they want this life. Why not? You know. Yeah, and I wasn't sure if it was Laurel. Like I thought it was another actress playing her. She, just, oh, really? she looked different. It's just make well they well they intentionally had everyone in the in the fake in that imagined world done up with that very soft glowy kind of makeup. Yeah. So everyone was very dreamlike. They got the Famke Jansen special. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh my! Everyone had to wear shades on that set. You know, I was looking at my chops for you to mention that. You know that, right? Well, the mom at first, I was like, "Are they?" I'm like, "No." They just put like they just put that makeup where they keep them looking a little bit more dewy and a little bit more like the makeup isn't um, as natural. Like it's intentional to soften it up, like it's a dream kind yeah. of feel. You looked at her and you're like, "Phoenix." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, but did but did anyone else like? Were they, does anyone else feel like a little short shooted that Laurel didn't like? You know, black canary out even for a second. I heard you discussing it with somebody. But, yeah, else with recently. a friend yeah. of our Steve. Steve, shout out to Steve. There mentioned that he was just like, "Yeah, I kind of waited for her to like maybe scream and see the house crumble." That actually would have been a great scene, even though she doesn't have that power for real. Um, as, as a device, but just to have seen her screaming no, stop them from leaving, and just seeing it like maybe shatter the manor, wow. and then them le- and then them bleed out of the the man. that would have actually been a great ending to that scene, you know. Um, but I, you know, it was, it was I thought it was touching, like I said. But I do see what you're talking about. It's it, not a strong. It wasn't strong uh, with with for, for with, the mission for the mission. I'm gonna watch it again and think about it about the 100th because then that's different. Yeah, because then that's but I just you know it was it was all right. Yeah. And I, I felt like it was, you know, like, oh, we're doing it. I mentioned it when Mike and I were talking about it um, a couple of days ago. I said the thing about this, especially this episode with the crossover, the thing that bothered me about the crossover was that it felt like not a genuine crossover where if you read comic books and it's Spider-Man and Daredevil and whatever for like a four issue series and like two other heroes, those people are in every single book. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's a Spider-Man book, Daredevil will be there. Let's yeah. say it's Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger is going to be in there for that book. It felt like for Arrow, they they skipped it. 
For yeah. Arrow and Supergirl, they skipped it. Yep. They yeah. were like, okay, we're not going to have it to the very end. We're going to have like a, a short scene, and it didn't really feel like a crossover. That bothered me. Yeah. It, it was more, I, that's what I thought, like, wait. Uh, Arrow and a little of Legends of Tomorrow felt more like it was just to move their story along. Right. Not right. too much about the entire crossover. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some of that too, because I'm sure some of that was also for them to say like, hey, you've never watched Supergirl, even though you really didn't get a taste for the show, but like, did we convince you to watch it? Or, hey, you're a Supergirl watcher, and but you're going to want to watch Flash. Maybe you didn't, you know, do you like it now? Or do, Legends, you don't know much about it. You know, like, hey, you know, I think there was a lot of that too. You know, yeah. it wasn't just like make it a bubble that's never occurred anywhere else. You know, like, let's, it didn't let's feel go. like the, 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 the Arrow Flash crossover when they first did it. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, yeah, that was really you good. You know, I mean, nothing. This wasn't great. Just you know. Yeah, it just I, it's, it's like, problems. Yeah, I think they could have done a little bit more crossover. So then, when we leave Arrow, is the realization that uh, they were in space, right. which was really funny. It's 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 done almost in the same way. Like if you ever read um, uh, X Men, Uncanny X Men. The reason I say Uncanny is because that's literally what it was back then. Yeah, it's that old Uncanny X Men One Hundred, which One Hundred One was where they introduced anybody, anybody, anybody One Hundred One. X-Men, Uncanny X-Men number 101 was the introduction of Phoenix. So X, oh, so Uncanny right. X-Men 100 was they had already been captured by the Sentinels and they're in this like lab type thing. And uh, it's Banshee, uh, Wolverine, and Jean Grey that have been captured and they finally break out of their restraints, blah, 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 blah. They break out of the room. They're dodging guards, you know, doing all the stuff that they do. And they're just like, okay, we're going to get out of here. Banshee does this scream to blow this wall out and it, we, we see their reaction like, Oh my God! Which is the same reaction we get when the with the heroes that have been captured in the cocoon type thing. Well, in the uh, back to Uncanny X Men, we see this Oh my God reaction. We flat back to the X Men on Earth. Well, actually, I'm sorry, they're just somewhere else, and they're just like, we can't locate them. And the professor is like, well, if that if I can't find them anywhere we're using Cerebro, then that must mean one other thing. They're not on Earth, and then you see the next shot is that they're all like floating out in space, and they're like with this like holy shit look on their face. Yeah, and it was just the same deal with the with the arrow, where it's just like when Felicity and Cisco are like, I know where they must be, and then we realize, oh, you're up up in space. But see, X Men executed that to perfection. Yeah, I knew they were in space. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it wasn't like a dun dun dun. It was like they were dun, beamed dun. up. Well, no, else? they no, they were teleported. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. They were teleported, but in my head, it was. They were beamed up. Right. Well, even if they were, but I mean, there's ships in our atmosphere. Yeah, they were beamed all the way to space, yeah. you know. And again, like we all knew where they were, but yeah. it was just one of those kind of deals, that it, you know, where they tried to make it a big dun dun dun. Right. <laughs> you know? So now leading into Legends, which another one felt like, like Ralph eloquently said, it felt like Legends was pushing their story more than mm-hmm. finishing it up. It felt very Bendisy. Oh, the way they yeah. tied it up. Yeah, it was just like, and here's their reason ish. Right, and conclusion. Because you're right about the whole thing. Of we didn't, we didn't, we still didn't know what was up with the aliens and why they wanted no. to do. And then did. when you found out, I still don't know what was up with it. Like now, then it made no sense. So, so the spoiler: the main reason for the invasion is because Barry's messing with time travel, and the aliens think it's a threat to them because if he can mess with their time, what's to stop them from messing with the Dominator's time? Well, this is interesting. Well, by the way, by the way, speaking of time or or at least the ability to move around, quickly a quick aside and then back to what we're talking about here. Right. I was didn't anyone else find it interesting when Supergirl chimed in? She was like, Yeah, they are a race that like they attacked Krypton once. I had heard about that and they killed a lot of people and, yeah. and I'm like, You're not from our place. Like, remember, <laughs> they're from a different earth. 
are the dominators are just the same in every universe like like <laughs> you true, know true, so right? it's just we, interesting that like no one else questioned like you're not from our time you're not from our <laughs> earth <laughs> you know like right but anyhow um but uh, going back to what we were just saying there it's yeah it it, it felt a little and we need to sum this up but it, but the time thing also freaks me out because part of the reason too that this was occurring is at least according to cisco with his convenient, like, now I understand what Barry did by manipulating time Such, incident. Oh, come on. <laughs> Coincidence. Um, it's like, what well, they're like, oh, well, we went back and saved that Dominator and that changed time. And I'm like, yeah, but then that means it would already have had to have happened. And that's why they're coming. But it didn't happen until you decided to go back. Uh, this doesn't make sense. It's Stop. like back to the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, this makes no sense. <laughs> it, 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 once again, it, it felt very convenient right yeah. there of him. Like, you know, and I, like I mentioned off the podcast, I, I would have felt better if, if Cisco would have, um, if Cisco would have been a, a, like hiding the secret about, you know, how he affected time right. supposedly and didn't talk to Barry until later. Cause then you would see a shift in the way Cisco was treating Barry, but he wouldn't necessarily be treating him well again. He'd just right. be kind of like, I guess, um, um, for lack of a better term, grieving right. what he's done. Yeah. And then that conversation can happen in a flash and you can have it, you know, a lot more in depth. Yeah. No, I agree. Chip, chop, chip, chop, chip, chop, chop, right. chop. That's what it felt like. Yeah. I'm your best friend again. Oh, I've always loved you. And, <laughs> yeah, and by the way, throwing just... every Legends fucking guy in there, squeeze all the characters we can. <laughs> Listen, with, with Cisco and Barry, everybody knows bros, they just hug it out, man. Yeah. yeah. They just True. hug it out. They do. Yeah. And then with Legends, it's you gotta have all the characters. You gotta put them in. As, oh, as much Vixen as you was can. not fucking necessary. By the way, what's up? With, I mean, and all, they threw her in there, and no, she wasn't necessary. But think about it: every fight scene she was in, finally she uses her power. I'm like, you do know you're just a regular woman with all these creatures. She should have been powering up left and right. Like it was, it was just one of those where I'm like, you guys kind of got a little lazy here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> apparently she does have. Um, very good hand-to-hand combat. Skills. Why would you even rely on that if you could say, "Let me channel the power of the elephant"? Right. Well, I'll especially dealing with super strong aliens. I mean, it's not like she's just stopping a guy that's you know stealing a handbag. It's like, oh, I'll just do it. And it's like you know, you are already outgunned. Well, you might as well use what you got. You know how like uh, when you if you're like using like an elliptical, right? Mm-hmm. You start off at level one, and then you're like, "All right, this is easy." Then you move up to level two, and you're like, "All right, this is fine." Then you're like, you know what? Let me test myself when you put it on level 100. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, I can't do this. Right. That's what she was doing. Right, but the next time the elliptical machine starts shooting at me, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would just start with the harder end. <laughs> you know. That's just a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, I thought like the, the resolution felt a little bit forced. It did. You know, because um, it also like, you know, we were just actually watching it right before we started the podcast here. Um, so the, the team who... I never understand when they have the time to make these things. But once again, Cisco and Felicity invent these devices that um, will cause the Dominators extreme pain of some form to their nervous system. It wasn't just them. It was with the help of Professor Stein's newly acquired daughter through Oh, that's true, too. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, That's right. I forgot about her. Um, But uh, they create these devices that have to be be put onto the uh, Dominators themselves. And for some odd reason, they all have to be put on simultaneously. Well, no, no, no. They have to be activated simultaneously. Yeah, but I don't understand that. I mean, they they gave a reason. They said because then they'll know what we're up to. But I'm like, if they know what they're up to and they still put them on a moment afterwards, you'd still hurt them. I mean, they're not going away that fast. Yeah, but if you're, you're like, all right, so you put it on one. Right. Right. And then you activate it. Only that one is feeling the pain. Right. Um, they can. It's a signal that's being transmitted. The eight, the dominators could just call for more help. 
call for more help, and then block the signal. So yeah. you put them on a bunch of them. They all feel pain. They, they don't away. call for more help. They're all in pain. They're not all they're, down. They're there. all down. They're all down. Well, we don't. Well, we know there's people on the ships. So there's more. They're not people. They're dominators. But nonetheless, <laughs> you, you see the flaw of this logic right there. Once but, again, convenient. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and but be, also because they're a psychic race, I guess with the feedback of all that a large amount, you know, right. feeling that pain, even the ones on the ship that don't have the nano things attached to them. Will feel the pain. I suppose so. I mean, they don't get into that part, but that makes sense too. So um, rustling feel but, the pain. you know, but it was great. And again, I thought the fight scene with them on the dominators on the roof—it was fun. It wasn't great. They, you know, they tried to to Avenger Civil War it up a little bit, and it wasn't bad. I mean, for what they, you know, when you have the TV budget. But I did find it funny. It's like, okay, so some odd reason this fight. Let's just say the fight took five minutes. In that five minutes, it took Barry five minutes to put the the little devices on the dominators on the roof. Well, let's he, just say there were 20 of them. He he was a little bit winded. Yeah. That's well, let's just why. say there was 20 of them. Right. But meanwhile, right after those 20 get it, Super Supergirl and Barry go across the world in the matter of seconds and get every other dominator. Well, ev <laughs> everyone knows that competition brings out the best in people. So I when suppose. when Barry when uh, Felicity said well, who do we call? No, it looks like a job four. Uh, Don't yeah. get the whole thing wrong there, man. My bad. This looks <laughs> like a job for Supergirl. <laughs> right? Barry's like, oh, fuck no. Felicity, we kissed, right? We almost fucked. Why are you going to do me like this? Felicity, we had sex several times. No, we didn't. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe you didn't. No. <laughs> like but usually, I am the fastest know. man alive. So. so it motivated him to go. And, no, and but it was back. just one of those things. It was just like, so we went from, you can't really, it takes you 20 minutes to defeat, defeat 20 characters and less than a second to get everybody else. But I mean, it still was like, okay, we resolved that. And some odd reason the Dominators gave up. I'm not really sure why that retreat, was Retreat, retreat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck a G.I. Joe episode. I'm telling you, it was the whole Firestorm thing. Once he blew his load and, and made that whole thing into water. Yeah, well, yeah, but know. they have this payload of this bomb that's going to destroy, what did they say? Like, all, all metas. Yeah, but then they said uh, like it would also destroy like what over two hundred million or two yeah. million or two hundred million non-meta humans as well. But I'm just like, yeah, but this their signal was we're not here to harm anybody. Yeah, which was followed by oh yeah, we want to harm one person, Barry, and then if we don't get Barry, we're gonna release this. It's like, well, what would make me think that if you got Barry, you wouldn't have released this anyhow? <laughs> because he can't be the only meta. First of all, he's not the only meta human with speed, yep. and therefore he won't be the only one messing through time. And why is it that none of you have been after Earbart Thorn? They sound like <laughs> <laughs> like he of all people has been manipulating time. They sound like they sound like um. Politicians. Yeah. Well, um, the legends don't know who Eobard Thorne is. They just know him as a speed. Yeah, but what does that have to do with the Dominators? Oh, no, no. I'm just saying. No, I'm saying the Dominators are saying oh. that Barry is messing with this time. Apparently, and I said Eobard Thorne has been doing nothing but messing with time. It appears that the Dominators cannot travel through time, but they can monitor the effects that it has. You haven't answered my question yet. You're just bringing up more points as to why my question exists, <laughs> which is I, why are they not bothering Earbart Thorne? The answer is within the question. Ah. Or maybe they think he's dead. Uh, that would make them really bad at monitoring time. <laughs> <laughs> like Anne will hold the show sometimes. <laughs> maybe it's, you know, there is no question. No, there was a question. I asked it. No, like, the, maybe, uh, maybe I should rephrase it. The question doesn't <laughs> all right. exist. All right. All right. You, you guys are going to make my head hurt. It's like time travel. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I I do feel like this was tied up a little bit. I mean, it had warm moments at, you know, them kind of saying goodbye to each other and, and, yeah. and leaving. It was, it still felt well. It just, 
the, it just didn't tie up the way I thought it would have. Yeah, well, it didn't move the way I thought it would have. And it's not, again, a huge fault against it. They're, they hyped it to a level that unfortunately left everybody making their own expectation levels, which is never a good thing. Like, there's one thing to get people interested in something, but if you make us now imagine how good it's really going to be, you're going to fail immediately, you know? So um, that, I think, was some victim. So I think, you know, both sides are at fault. They hyped it too much, and therefore, as normal, as people, we overshot our expectations. Yeah. You know? All right. So let's go into it. Rename the series. I'll start. I'm going to call it Invasion. Crossover of the lukewarm story kind. <laughs> I like that. I love it. <laughs> Ralph? Uh, invasion. Crossover? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike? I call it Heroes versus Aliens. Illegal aliens kill president. Nobody cares. Trump, take note. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I like that one. <laughs> that no one gave a damn to the president. If the president has been killed, no matter how you try to spin it on the news, the country didn't give a damn that the president died. It was like a footnote. Yeah, when the president died. And did you notice that they replaced it with a female? Well, she was the vice president, evidently. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, everyone's like, yeah, we got one president well, now. Well, that old stodgy white guy evidently got motivated with his hot, sexy black con- <laughs> vice president running. You know? right, right. Who did we vote for exactly? <laughs> is know? it me or is she hot? Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> there was a, great, a bunch of great jokes in yeah. there. No, there's a good one. I, I really loved... Um, Seeing, uh, you know, Kara Danvers. Well, Kara Danvers talking to Felicity Smoke. Carol Danvers. Kara Danvers. Danvers talking okay. to Felicity Smoke, and just Felicity's just like she just looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like why, when she when they were together, you're like, holy shit, they do look like each other. You know. <laughs> and then Brandon Roth yeah. was like, wait a second, she looks a lot like my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She should have been like, you mean the one that you didn't rape like you raped Lois in Superman Returns? <laughs> oh, well done. Well done. All right, let's go to it. Ratings for um, the, the four-part crossover. I'm, uh, I guess I'll start. I'm going to give it eight and a half skirt. Skirts. <laughs> Out of ten. Ralph? I'm going to give it nine. What the hell was that? Oh, that was laser vision. <laughs> Which I don't understand how he didn't know that because she already used her laser vision in the beginning. Yeah. I'm like, what? Were you not paying attention to that in the beginning? She made a big S on the Hall of Justice <laughs> floor. He had some of your mushrooms. I guess. Um, I give it seven and a half to life not being normal to life being full out of 10. I wanted to give it a seven and a half, but there's some things that I did like about it. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I liked a lot, but I mean, I just think. As a collective, not as individual stories, as a collective, I just I definitely think that there was room for improvement. But again, still enjoyed it because I I watched most of it again today just to, while I was cooking and stuff like that, and I was still enjoying it. Especially by the Flash, the Flash, I was like, cooking can wait. Yeah. Um, Arrow, since I knew what was going to be going on, like there were parts I came back to look for, but other parts I was like, I'll let it go. And Legends of Tomorrow, I was like, yeah, we can talk. <laughs> so you, you let it go. Let yeah. it go. Stop. Okay. <laughs> there you have it. The crossover. Not as good as everybody expected, but you know what? First time isn't always the charm, so we'll see what happens. But hey, guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. 
That's right, it's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak, so download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. Geeks on the go. Now one more mushrooms. <laughs> For number one, we heard it. Number two, so it makes so much sense. It makes so much more sense after hearing this episode. So if you heard this episode, listen to it again on mushrooms. No, no, no. Wow. I would never ever say that. Never. <laughs> this was brought to you by the letter D for drug. <laughs> <laughs> or D I, for disillusion. I thought it was H for hallucinations. Ah. <laughs> all right. So you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. We rarely make it under a minute. We give it a try. We've come close. And of course, Mike's answer is going to be super long. Ralph's answer is going to be super short. So I wonder who's going to win. I always win. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know, I mean, you know, only he'll only win if they lie. You know, size doesn't matter. <laughs> Fuck you! This has never, this has never happened before. <laughs> hey, I'm super short. My friend's super long. Hey, where you going? <laughs> All right, so let's go. Let's get to it. Ready, set, go. Name a comic book. Ooh, let's start again. Right, sorry, sorry, sorry. See how well sorry. this is going. Sorry, I want to start all over because I really want to get under a minute. Yes, I'm ready. Yeah, that won't happen. But go on. I'm trying. <laughs> ready, set, go. Name a comic book that you would leave inside of a time capsule as an example of a good story. Ralph. Uh, it's a toss-up between either Marvels or Kingdom Come. Marvels. Oh, wow. Okay. Mike. Uh, Fear Agent. Complete series. Oh, I still got to borrow that yeah. from you. What's more overrated in comic books? Pyro powers, healing factor, or telekinetic powers? Mike. Uh, Pyrokinetics is awesome, but unless you're also fireproof, it's more of a threat than to you than your enemy. <laughs> Very true. Ralph. Uh, I would have to agree with Senor Mike there. Pyro Senor power. Mike. Yeah, because if you don't have the healing factor, then you just extra crispy yourself. Yeah. Very true. Darth Vader, Doctor Doom, and Deathstroke all walk into an arena. Who comes out alive? Ralph? The rabbi. Is that a joke? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Mike? I might sound prejudiced, but Doctor Doom will win. No question asked. I thought that you were going to say that. He will. And last but not least, ugly sweater parties are happening all over the U.S. for the holiday season. Which hero or villain would win? Uh, yeah. he, he made a 13-paragraph <laughs> question and wonders why the we don't make it under existence. a minute. Oh, all right. Damn Which one of these 343 choices <laughs> that I'm about to list? Fuck up. All right. Ugly sweater parties are happening all over the United States. Which hero or villain would win if they had the equivalent for ugly costumes. Ralph. Deadpool. Really? What? <laughs> really? You don't like Deadpool's costume? Eh. Wow. I mean, I, I feel like... I, I love Deadpool, but, you know, the, tweak his costume a little bit, you know? Really? You have something against Daredevil and Spider-Man's costume? <laughs> Which is basically what it is. <laughs> uh, he's like a red mime, almost. <laughs> Mike? Um, it's a very obscure character, but uh, Captain Ultra... And I'll even Ooh. and I'll let them see it because they can see, but 
Captain Ultra. Yes. Oh, that is bad. The colors hurt my eyes. Yeah, it's like almost every single color oh, of the rainbow, goodness. and then one that the rainbow refused to allow in. <laughs> rainbow refused to allow in. He wears infra black. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, shout outs. Any shout outs, guys? Because I know I've got a few. I'm going to shout out Jamal. Mr. Jamal Stone, who's the, the biggest businessman in all of America. I don't know what he's up to, but thank you very much for my dorbs of fry. Yeah, where's mine, bitch? <laughs> That's yeah. why you didn't get one. <laughs> We're going to keep going that way. <laughs> where's mine, senor? Look at you. Change senor from bitch. Yeah, that is a cool dorbs. Shout out to Mike D, because every time I see dorbs, it reminds me of Mike D. But yeah, shout out to you too, Mr. Um, I haven't heard from you in a while, but while you're sending gifts. So, you know. Jamal, shout out to you. It's because, you know, Mike is his favorite. I don't know about that. They're both both black. They're both black. That's what it is. Whatever. (laughs) Mike, any other shout outs? Um, eh, Who the hell cares? The rest of you (laughs) will piss me off. Shout out to uh, the lovely Aaron. I don't know if she's listening to this. Sean from Atlanta. You know who you are because you're in Atlanta. Uh, The Sean that's here in New York. I don't even know if you listen to our podcast anymore, and I'm going to get on you about that. Yeah, I was about to say, get on him about that. Hell, hell yeah. And Mr. Matt T, are you still in Philadelphia? Are you still doing artwork? Do I still care? Not really. (laughs) Hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully you're still listening, too. (laughs) Yeah, you better be listening. And, of course, this threat doesn't work if you're not. Right. (laughs) Um, My shout-outs usually, well, actually, let me go. Ralph. Oh, you trying to leave the best for last? Is that what it is? No, because huh? no, because if I would have said huh? that, you know, what about me? He's an old man. Me? He's forgetting who he wanted to shout out. Okay, I'm I'm sorry, Cap. Your don't, walker's don't, right over don't there. Don't touch my shoulder in a condescending way, <laughs> you ass. Go would ahead. You, would you prefer that I caress it? How's that? <laughs> it's bad enough. It's bad enough. Me and Jazz had to uncomfortably share a mic last week. <laughs> yeah, I want to blacklight that mic. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I'm so glad Jazz had good breath. Otherwise, I'd be fucked. I would have been fucked. Because we were breathing on each other. I'm like, I hope my breath is okay. I hope my breath is okay. <laughs> Ralph, who are you shouting out? It was kissably uh, fresh, evidently, from, from what I saw. Yeah. I, <laughs> I like to shout out, you know, that guy. His name is Ralph. Super awesome. Technical this, this guy. This is why I don't ask him. Yep. Now you know why. why. I, ask him. I love you, Ralph. But I don't ask you some shit. That's the reason why. I don't ask you for shout outs and bad accents. Oh, you don't have to ask for the bad accents. You get yeah, them. You get them for free. <laughs> oh, my God. So I guess you know you love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know you love yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. All, right, all, right. all right. A couple of shout outs of my own. Shout out to Big Kev, who told me yesterday at my mother's tree churn party, quote, you guys have a Kev bashing hour, I swear. <laughs> you guys take it out of your time to come talk about me. And, and Jen hasn't really heard anything, but you know, if she did, oh, oh, hey, Kev. I don't know what you're talking about, you guys, all right? Because, you know, uh, me, I, I love you, bro. Dominicans stick together. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why'd you try to make Kev sound like an ogre, man? I, mean, <laughs> I just do a deep voice system and tell you, me? I'm like, whoa, you're going to bang your chest and grab a club? What are you talking about, ogre? <laughs> huh? Oh, my God. That's insulting. You're dolphin fat. <laughs> that was pretty good. Okay. <laughs> so shout out to Big Kev. Shout out to Bosch and Cheyenne. Now they've got two episodes. Now they've made their comeback. Let's see how long that lasts. And I don't mean to doubt them, but every time I'm like, yeah, they're doing well, and then they disappear. So that sounded pretty doubting to me. What, what was with the Twitter war you guys were having? Oh, God. <laughs> so long and a short. Um, I had, like, shouted I'll out. be amazed if it is. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, Ep. I basically told them, we were talking about wrestling, so I asked them a question about wrestling. And Cheyenne, who I think was in charge of the Twitter account that day, said something along the lines of, we won't be talking to the cap unless you answer a question that 
we we gave to you three episodes ago, and I think that's the, the joke is to get Abby to do their intro, like Gigi does our intro. Ah, why and don't I, they just ask Abby? I, I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it must be so hard they just open up Facebook and ask Abby. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what their deal is. And Bosch knows Abby longer than I do. Uh-huh. But, but I think it, that, that's a Cheyenne thing, because Bosch wouldn't have done that. It's a Cheyenne <laughs> thing. So, screw you, Cheyenne. <laughs> and I will tell him that on the podcast, I mean on the podcast, on Twitter, so he'll know for sure. Just ah, like you, you talking about you forgetting shit, well, I'm going to put that on on as well. I forget stuff? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, shout out to JP. JP Deshaun. JP. Um, yeah, finishing up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, finishing Sons of Fate. Having a pretty difficult, not difficult time, but he's kind of like tying up the loose ends and it, it's become a lot more, um, I don't want to say um, difficult, but like I think he wants to add certain things and he's like, I don't know if I should go this direction or that direction. So he should be finished by the new year. Then he's... Um, then he'll be a lot Is more Superman free. in the story? No. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be good anyway. Yes. This, you, you can't, you know, get on the man. You don't ask a chef how he makes his souffle. You just eat the souffle. If I needed to know what it was made of, I would ask him. Yeah, and I don't get on men either. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I heard. Oh, <laughs> boy. And JP, if you happen to talk to Victor, tell him we said hi. How about we head on Victor and say hi? Hey, Victor, say hi. There we go. <laughs> All right. He better be listening. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, we'll know. <laughs> All right, but episode episode 100 know. is six episodes away. It took him so long to do that math. If, if you, you had sh- seen how many calculations he had written down, <laughs> <laughs> and they were all wrong. Shut up. I'm not Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> Super Gabe. Super Gabe. Super not count. <laughs> all right. So I think that's the end of our show. So for MFG Mike the Finance Guy, RT Square, we're off the tech. This is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And isn't it funny that Santa Claus is considered a mutant in the Marvel Universe? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs>